Hello and welcome to Rocket, Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is sponsored by Smile and App Optics. I'm Simone DeRoche, for video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined tonight by Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate and Jackbox uh, <laughs> fangirl. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm a huge Jackbox oh. fangirl. I, I want to write a story about them, but I'm like they, they they got mad at me on Twitter because I was like, you know, this should have been that. They're like, hey, we're still around, and and I was like. I'm not trying yeah, to say you're, you're not, not still like, around. You're kind for of you. not but, around. But, but, you're, but kind you're not of HQ, not. and you yeah. could have been. And I, that's all I'm saying. Like I, I have nothing but love for them. Like literally nothing but, but love. But they've tried to reboot it, and they put all these titles out on Switch and Apple TV, and it's yep. just it's. You I know, agree. It's like their their kind of humor is. It just doesn't hit the way it did in the nineties. It Do really you know doesn't. I mean? And Jackbox Four is not. Great, right? No, but, but if you bad. but if you look at HQ, which is hosted by this guy Scott, this this comedian, a lot of the stuff he has is very much like Cookie, and the the, the sensibility is there. And and if they had adjusted just enough, I think they could have had this. Anyway, that's 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 my only point. But yes, I agree. With you. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm writing down your thesis for. Oh, I'm also joined by a Democratic candidate for Congress, Brianna Wu. Woo. Yes. I, I also have very strong feelings about uh, about Cookie. <laughs> like, I, might, I might interview you, like if if, if yeah. I can get this freelance thing, I might actually interview you, you to get your opinions. You On, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. We should drag Cookie before Congress and get some answers about it, what, what happened. What happened. You don't know no, Jack. I agree. Yeah, Be, because I mean, I I even had the game for PlayStation, you guys. Yeah, I mean, like. Anyway, there was even a, 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 de- a like an actual board game, but I digress. Go on, Simone. We this this needs no, to be a short I, show. No, I found the answer to my question by googling it, and the the question was, "Is Cookie the host of Jackbox?" And yes. See, I usually just don't listen to the sounds because I hate uh, the all the narrators in that. Yeah, it's kind of which makes frat sense. Boy but, but, humor. Yeah, it is. But, but but no, but he used to do like funny. He used to sing songs. There was an online version of "You Don't Know Jack" in the nineties, like ninety eight, ninety nine that was different from the CD-ROM version and, and the trivia, I think it was kind of the, the same thing, but, but you, it, it was good anyway. And, and they used to have songs <laughs> like 10 fingers and 10 toes. Would yes. you like to have a cheap cigar? Yes. Da, 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 oh. da, da, and we love that question sex. Like they used to have these like funny little intros and it was very campy and I loved it. And as, as someone who was a teen in the nineties who grew up on the, you don't know, Jack CD-ROMs, I I think back on them fondly and love them. And I feel like when it tried to reboot in 2012, it could have or 2011 whenever it tried to reboot like it it, it had an it had a chance to, to do this social thing and maybe it was too early, maybe it was the wrong approach. I'm not sure. This is what I would like to try to find out, but but it it had all the ingredients to do what HQ which 200,000 people tune in for live every twice a day. I can't believe you play this game. We have appointment app viewing. We That's have appointment app viewing, yeah. and, and and this is just iOS. So it's is not it even on, on Android. Apple TV? Because if there's anything that is perfect for Apple to buy out and put on I agree. Apple TV, oh, I one thousand percent agree. No, Apple should buy this for a heartbeat. So the guy that that is the creator who had like the worst PR move of all time, <laughs> he uh, genuinely. He uh, he was one of the co-creators of Vine, so they know the live video thing. So it's a it's a live video thing from New York where you have you know a host asking the questions, and you have a live chat, and you have people you know you have limited times to answer the questions, and and it's really good. It gets progressively harder, and real money is given out at the end. Um, but you're right, Apple TV would be perfect for it. Um, this would be actually a smart thing for Apple to buy because right now it's iOS only. Has it been a good week for Apple, Simone? 
Uh, it has not been a great week for Apple, <laughs> which is why they should buy having HQ. HQ, which is very, very hot. I was just about to ask if we should just go ahead and make freaking HQ a topic. But no, we're going to talk about something um, arguably a little more important, which is the massive security <sighs> vulnerability oh discovered god. in High oh Sierra god, this week. So bad. Oh my god. Uh, yes, which allowed people to bypass, <gasps> to gain its system administrator access without a password. Oh my uh, god. Which and, is interesting. And, and remotely, remote access too. It's not just. <laughs> it worked if you had RDP or VNC enabled. No, sorry, go on, Simone. I'm just saying this was so bad. No, no, that that's actually crucial information. Uh, yes, so remote and obviously physical access to your to your machine, system administrator, all the changes. Unless you had a root password, uh, they have since issued a patch. But this was announced on Twitter last night, Tuesday night, and they said, uh, "Hey, uh, we're fixing it." And then this morning at 8 a.m., they they issued the update. So it's a wild ride. And one wonders, you know, when was that update released that had the vulnerability? I just showed up for work this morning. And like, yeah, usually no, it, Apple will say something like, you know, hey, we need to reset your computer. Can we no, reboot? It's like, nope, we already uh-uh. did this for you. So, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, this is my question for you. Like, can you tell people what this vulnerability, like this is... This is so if bad. you saw this on like Mr. Robot, you'd be like, these people don't know what they're doing to like you write would. a security in the machine like this. Yeah. I mean that that's basically it. Christina, do you I know you have seven thousand things to say about this. <laughs> oh, I do. It's yes, so bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's so bad. No, how does I mean, this well, happen? First of all, I, I don't know how this happens, is genuinely my question. Like, genuinely my question is I do not know. I mean, there are amazing, like, like, like best in class engineers at Apple. And 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 like full disclosure, I work at Microsoft. We've certainly had our fair share of, you know, zero day things and stuff that happens. I'm 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 sensitive that that not, the no security is perfect. But I, I I genuinely don't know how a problem of this severity gets out in a general release software. Like I, I don't know. I mean, so, so so to kind of back up and give people a little bit of an overview because it's now been patched and and like Bree was saying, it didn't even prompt you reinstall. Like it it did what <laughs> Apple almost never does this, where they've done. I think the last time they did this was some sort of weird firmware update for for some sort of uh, memory thing or something. But they pushed out the update whether you had automatic updates enabled or not. They just basically used God mode and said, if your computer's connected to the internet and our update server can ping it we're going to send an update, uh, which I think is the right move. This is a yep. severe enough instance, yep. um, genuinely. So the idea was that that root, which is God mode on your computer, it's like full administrative access. So you can access any file. You can you can do anything you want. Um, it Typically, it's not enabled by default. You have to enable it as a user. But if you typed in root and had no password and hit enter a couple of times, <laughs> it would give you access. Oh. What makes that... What, now, this is bad if it's just local execution, right? Like if, it, if, it, if it's just, you know, yep. regular user, random schmoke could come up to your computer and, and use it. That's bad. What made it 100 times worse was that if you had, you know, um, a remote desktop um, or VNC enabled, which... A lot of corporate machines do as a policy default because the, the IT person might need to take control of a machine or whatever, then it also worked. Um, which means that conceivably if someone knew your IP address or knew your your network your machine's network name or, or something else, they could log in remotely um, with no password, just using root and have access to your entire GUI and your entire system. So it's stunning, really, really bad. Stunning. Stunningly and, and bad. If you haven't seen the GIF of this, 
Like, you really have to. Like, oh, I haven't. I, I heard about this and I'm like, okay, this is some edge case. Like, you know, when you're, no. when you're trying to like debug software, you end up like trying all kinds of ridiculous things, like tapping all edges of the iPad or opening like 500 like apps at once to try force like a memory state <laughs> error. Like I'm thinking, okay, this is some like really exotic, like, like edge case of implementing it. And we'll embed a GIF of this in the show notes. It really is somebody typing root, and then uh, hitting enter and then clicking OK, like that menu a few times until it goes. Like stunning. That's horrifying. I had not actually seen the the, the GIF of it. No, it's The, it's, the Verge it's article neglected to describe the uh, – when, when they published the article, they published it yesterday when before it was patched. Well, so they right. did not choose to describe the uh, vulnerability, <laughs> uh, which, of course, you could Google it. Uh, and apparently you could just type in root and press enter you a couple times in root. and get no. it. Well, apparently <laughs> what's really scary – I'm seeing this now on Daring Fireball, John Gruber's site – is that apparently it was, it was mentioned on Apple's support forum two weeks ago. <gasps> no. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm sending this link, which makes it even worse. I mean, oh, no. so, 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 so oh, somebody God. disclosed this oh. on Twitter, and, and a lot of people came after the person who disclosed it, who was they not did? a security, who was not a security professional. And look, am I going to say responsible disclosure means you report to the company first? Absolutely. But in this case, I think that people were carrying water for Apple in a way that they shouldn't have been. This was guy was not a security professional. He was a regular developer who people don't know. How do I report this? Moreover, I think it's a fair question to, to say, and this is true of any big company, how much attention would they have paid? Mm-hmm. And and that that that's a fair question to ask. The fact that this was in a forum thread, and look, in fairness, I'm sure that the forums aren't actively monitored. Mostly, you know, a lot of volunteers, I'm sure, are doing those things. But the fact that this was in a user forum and that this has potentially been something that's been visible since the betas, which makes sense, um, of High Sierra is really bad. And and I, I don't know how to reconcile that. Like, and Apple's you know, bug reporting program, that's only open to select people, right? The, yeah. The bounty well, program? Yeah, I mean, anybody can file a radar. Well, no, the bounty is only open to certain people. With the radar, you can anybody can do. But again, you know, people use Twitter, and it's they're not wrong because they get a faster response on Twitter yeah. than you do on other things. Um, and, and so I feel like a lot of the, the knee-jerk reaction was, oh, you shouldn't have resp- you know, exposed it this way. It's like... No, I mean, in an ideal world, you would do it directly, but we don't have any proof that it would have been taken seriously. And the fact it's that it was telling, user, yeah, that it was posted on Twitter forums. and the next day it was patched rather yes, it, than but, 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 any but it's also before. really telling that it was on their user forums weeks ago yeah. and it wasn't patched. So, you know, I mean, I, 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 I feel like the people who came after, you know, the person who reported it on Twitter, I feel like that's misplaced. I also feel like, and, and, and again, I say this, I, I, this is not exclusive to Apple. This is for any major company. When you are talking about companies that are worth more than $500 billion that have mm-hmm. that market cap, you don't need to be their spokesperson. You don't need to yeah. defend them. They yeah. have yeah. entire teams of people to do that. You don't need I, to, to stand up and defend them. I, I, would, uh, I would push back on that just the littlest bit. That I do think it is, I think it's constructive for the developer community to have a periodic conversation about what the ethical way is to discuss oh, I agree. I a agree. bug of this level. So I'm, I'm oh, totally with you. That guy I'm, got I'm, I'm, way I'm too much crap. Yeah. I, I'm in 100% agreement. We need to have discussions about disclosure. I 100% agree. And I think that in a perfect world, you wouldn't disclose this publicly. I agree. What I'm saying, though, is the people who came after that guy and the people who had the knee-jerk rea- reaction to defend the $750 billion company, yep. <laughs> yeah, they like spe- 
have. Yeah, spend your time spreading the link to right. report to, to bugs how, how rather to than it. taking no, down I, I, the specific I, person, pre- right? Precisely. That's all I'm I saying. I think and- what is so disturbing about this, though, is, you know, I mean, Christina, I take a lot of pains to do security. Yeah, right. me too. Do you know what I mean? Like my my routers in my house, I change my passwords. I use one password. I, you know, we don't bring devices into our house with vulnerabilities. Surprise, really, nothing matters. <laughs> well, it really hurts me to know that I left a machine on in my office last night. And it is completely possible that someone could have telnetted into, you know, my campaign office and gotten root access. Like, I pray to God they didn't. But it's like, how, you know, this is, right. this was a zero day that was out there. Like, no, it was. How, and yeah. you don't know. I mean, and it yeah. looks like so far, it looks like it hasn't been highly exploited. And, and, and look, you know, you would need to know a whole lot about the network, even over VNC or RDP to get into it. Those are very good things. In most cases, you would need to have physical access to the machine. These are all very good things. And I don't, I don't want to over alarm about what the situation was, right? Like I don't, I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but this was a serious issue. And it was, it was interesting in, in our chat that we have on my team, you know, there were a couple of different threads about it yesterday because most of the people on our team use Macs. And, and it was, you know, kind of became a question, like, do you have, you know, RDP or VNC installed? Now, the good news was, is that if you were trying to access a machine versus using SSH, a secure tunnel, it wouldn't work. So thank goodness for that. Um, But, but again, you know, um, my machine at work wasn't, which is the only one running in High Sierra, isn't connected to, to um, the corporate network. So it, it doesn't take on the group policies, but, but the concern, and this is why I think Apple had to do the update the way they did it. Is that, you know, if you're a corporation, like a, a big, you know, block of computers, a lot of people's policies do have remote access enabled. And um, the only good kind of mitigating thing with this, I was talking with some of my security friends yesterday um, as, as this attack was revealing itself, is that most big companies are slow to mass upgrade their machines. Mm. And so... The, that that fortunately, because we're so early in the high Sierra life cycle, mitigated it some, I think. Um, it also seems like, you know, Apple, to their immense credit, and, and again, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to like come down on them or, or, or kind them too much because they have really smart people working there. But, you know, they, they did patch it extremely quickly. They pushed out the update the right way. But, I mean, it, it goes without saying, like, this was a really bad thing. And, and you have to wonder, like, what the QA process is and why wasn't this a check. And, and I hope that the takeaway from this is that they start to do, you know, more low-level things because – even if the idea was that nobody would ever use this because it was such a silly thing, like having a password like one two three four five, mm-hmm. you you this is Treat still something to be checked out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean it, yeah. it's it's telling that these bugs were not in the earlier versions of macOS. So so I think this is this is the real question that I think really hangs over the head of Apple with this, like. And they went through, they handled it responsibly. They did it fast. They hit that, you know, panic alarm button that's built into OS 10 where they can, you know, bring out these patches very quickly. I think there's a reasonable question to ask, like, is this because of Apple's, a, a perception many have that Apple has kind of lost focus on the Mac. We haven't talked about it on Rocket, but Marco had a a really blistering post that I mm-hmm. agreed with largely, talking about like the fate of the the MacBook Pro line. Yeah, I agreed with that too. Specifically, talking about the failure of scissor keys. My scissor keys Ooh. gave out for the third time in my uh, 12-inch MacBook this oh, week. Oh gosh! And talking about the failure of the Touch Bar, and really talking about how Apple has 
let this line dwindle and it, it isn't as innovative as it used to be. I agree with that largely. And for me, you know, OS 10 is a very good operating system. High Sierra is very good, but it's hard to not look at this and have questions yeah. about Apple's dedication to the Mac. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. I mean, yeah. I um, I haven't upgraded my main machines, either my laptop or my iMac, to High Sierra. Part yeah. of that is because there are some boot camp issues, and and I think they've maybe solved them, but I wasn't really convinced enough. And 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 with the change in file system and some of the other things, I was just like, I, I can wait, you know. But but my my work laptop that I got recently came with High Sierra pre-installed, and like you said, it's a very good operating system. But I think that these are valid questions to ask. I mean, obviously, yeah, we didn't talk about it on the show, but um, Casey Johnston wrote a story for the outline. I was just um, putting that yeah. link in the show notes because it <laughs> yeah, is so freaking good, and everyone needs it, to read it. Yeah, about you know, kind of the the real design flaws um, with with the MacBook Pro and 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 with those scissor keys and and you said Bray that you've just had failure for the third time. I um, I haven't had that myself, but many many people have, and and you know it does raise a lot of questions about you know if the design aesthetic and, and that thing that they're going for has become more important than um, actual usability. I mean, someone, I, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give them credit, but they made like a, a good point on Twitter, I thought, which was, um, you know, that the amount of money that Apple's having to pay to repair things obviously will go towards the um, average sale price and that will affect the bottom line. So mm-hmm. it's not as if Apple doesn't know that these things aren't working, but it's still really concerning. And I'm thinking, we talked, you know, a year ago when, when the new MacBook Pros came out and the, when the rumors happened, you know, that. Um, there, there were there was trouble in kind of a Mac land, you know, that Apple was having a Mac crisis, and and you know, I heard back from from people directly that kind of completely um, uh, disputed that, and 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 certainly with the upcoming new Mac Pro and iMac Pro, I I, I don't I, I know that there are plenty of people who work on the Mac and that care about the Mac, and I don't want to pretend that they don't, but I, I also think that you know, people who care about the Mac and desktops in general, it's it's not a question that you should be attacked for asking how serious are they about stuff, especially when things like this happen and when um, the desktops don't maybe seem to to be as, you know, best in class as they used to be. Yeah, I feel like since the, the new MacBook came out, it's just kind of been, for me, one thing after another where it feels like my priorities aren't being served. Yep. And what I want is a, a sturdy, small machine that is secure and functions well. And I have that in my 2015 MacBook Pro. And I just, I haven't seen that from the new MacBook. I haven't seen it from the new MacBook Pro. It, it seems like their priorities are different from my priorities. And maybe that's not necessarily bad for everyone, but it kind of leaves me going, uh, well, where, where do I go now? Right. I don't know. Yeah. And and it's hard too when when you know I mean like look um I um you know I obviously I, I prefer I think as as my desktop OS you know Mac OS ten or, or Mac OS now and but but a lot of tools are now cross platform in ways that they weren't even a few years ago where so even diehard Mac people if you want to check out Windows and I've I've done that recently it's it's easier to do than it was before and you might have more hardware options and and that's that's not a great position to be in. If you're Apple and you've historically kind of been able to own that higher end of the market, um, look, no one's saying Apple is doomed. I mean, the iPhone alone, which is most of their business, is is, is a juggernaut. And, and they have and, so and many people playing HQ. 
And yeah, and and and, and they're, they're they're the world's most valuable company. Nothing like Apple's not dead. I'm not saying that well, at all. Yeah, and but, that, no, that like makes no, the criticism can, more important yeah, because not, it's not it's not bifurcated we just argument. Right? Yeah, it's not like either Apple is doomed, or there are some disturbing things like uh, as a pattern here. And it's it's completely legitimate to say, like Christine, as she said, Windows 10 is a good operating system. For me yeah. personally, like the Surface books are so good. They're really Just good. Just being straight with you, the reason I stay on you know, OS X is because I have a perception that it's more secure. And that is, that is, hand to God, that is the thing that keeps me there, like the better track record with security. So when things like this happen, I, I'm very happy they reacted to it so quickly because I do think it's another thing that like, you know, chips away at the faith in this, you know, in Definitely. This thing that the company's been built on. And it is a relief that they can force updates like that. Yes. Uh, but yes. And it, they shouldn't yeah, have but, but, to. No, they shouldn't have to. I mean, and, and it's good that they can. I know that some people have been, not in this case, but in the past have been kind of critical of, of any, you know, computer company kind of taking God mode and, and installing updates in your system. And on the one hand, I can understand that, like, I can understand that perspective. I really can. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I do feel like if it's a critical issue like something like this, yeah, I want my my OS manufacturer, whether it's Linux or, or Windows or, you know, Mac OS or, or some other, you know, variant of something freaking Amiga, which still has its supporters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want it I, I want it updated if it's that critical. I don't want, you know, something stupid over over a DRM issue or a rights issue or something. Yeah. But, but, but you know what I mean? Like, like when the Kindle has, you know, uh, removed um, illegal copies of 1984 off devices. Like, that. that's always kind of creepy. But... <laughs> But 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 yeah, but give me my security updates. Push those no, right in it, there. Well, well, when is this crucial? And yeah. again, if it's if it's your average security update, again, I in some cases I wouldn't care. You know, it's up to the user beware. But in something like this, when it's root access and when it's remotely accessible, if you have that enabled, yeah, you need to go ahead and just say, screw whatever policies mm-hmm. are in place. We are installing the update. I want to um, make and, and, a, a quick correction, which is I think we were saying scissor switches earlier when we meant butterfly. Butterfly, yes. yes. Butterfly, Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank good, you, good, good, good correction. Sorry. The one sorry. thing I would say, too, is as many people as, uh, you know, criticize the guy who revealed the stuff on Twitter, even though now it appears that stuff was visible on, on their own forums, um, it just wasn't looked at. I, I have to say that I, 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 I do think that if um, – that person hadn't revealed it on Twitter and it hadn't gained traction that way. I don't know two things. One, I'm not sure if the update would have happened as fast as it did. Um, and, and two, I don't know if there would have been as much um, attention around it. I mean, literally, this was a huge tech story across the media landscape. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like, you know, as bad as it could have been for potential, you know, people, ne'er-do-wells, I think it also kind of gave the public um, – information about it, including IT people and and regular users to say, if I'm running High Sierra, you know, I need to either do these things or beware of, of an, up, you know, be ready for an update. And and I think that if it had happened maybe through normal channels, um, the message could have been lost. So I, I think in all, all things said, I think it's probably a good thing um, that, that the disclosure was done the way it was, even though in, in you know, best case scenario, you would mm-hmm. be um, yeah. doing it more more directly with the company. You know what? Make everyone scared. Make every company think Apple can make a mistake like this. I should be 10 times more careful. Right. Totally. <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Smile and Text Expander. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. You can communicate smarter with Text Expander. 
When you use Text Expander, you can recall your best and most frequently used words and phrases by creating a keyboard shortcut and letting Text Expander do the work. Text Expander is great for teams. Let's say you want to add a marketing message to your company's email signature. But if you launch a new product or service, you'll want to update it for everyone. With Text Expander, you can edit the shared snippet and it's instantly available to everyone on the team on all of their devices. No one has to do anything and everyone is up to date. <laughs> That's the magic of shared snippets. And just one example of what your team can do to communicate smarter with Text Expander. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love Text Expander. So we, we, yes, do. It is, we do. Save your fingers some work. Customize some freaking snippets. Customize have fun with it. Customize some snippets for the things that you know you do every day. Mine would probably be uh I can think of so many like emoji pairings. You know how sometimes like even your most used emoji just like sneak sneak away from you and then you have to go flipping through pages and pages to find yes. them again. Yes. Yep. Yes. I I want my emoji and I want them where I want them. I always going to use with you. that freaking grimace and those three sweat drops. They're always going to be necessary for me. Text Expander is customizable with options to hide or show the app in your menu bar or dock if you're using a Mac and it has a handy search feature that can help you find your snippets from anywhere on Mac or PC. And you can even create a text expander snippet that acts as a calculator thanks to their integration with JavaScript. That's baller. Basically, if your team spends time typing any day, which they do, you can use text expander. And you can visit textexpander.com slash rocket for 20% off your first year. Just tell them you heard about them on Rocket. Well, well, well. Guess what we have here? (laughs) <laughs> I feel like, can, can you guess the number of times I've written an episode description for this show and typed in Brianna, Christina, and Simone discuss Uber's latest disaster? It's like a Mad Lib at this point, it right? Is. Like It's like a fill-in-the-blank thing, genuinely. Spins the wheel. Uber's the given here. Spins the wheel. Privacy. Throws a knife at a dartboard. Leaks. <laughs> okay, so, but I'm gonna yeah. go on a like. I have to say, this is the worst. We've covered like the Susan Fowler thing was bad. This really is the most somebody's going to jail thing that we've yeah. ever covered for. Uber. Oh, without so, a doubt. Oh, and yeah. you guys, what this story doesn't even get into is the guy who should go to jail, in my opinion, based on what we've seen, Anthony Lewandowski, who no longer works at Uber, the former Googler who Google paid over a hundred million dollars to. Uh, he now has his own cult or church. <laughs> What? Oh okay, we're God. gonna get yeah, into he, that. But okay. first, he has his, first own, yes. he has his yeah. own like it, like literally cult like church. Like he literally has his own like religion now. I'm not even joking. Wow, that's freaking ridiculous. All right, so let's set the scene here. It is the year 2016. Uber is trying dealing with the FTC about a previous data leak, uh, which they are taking responsibility for. And uh, they are hacked again. And information on customers uh, that includes email addresses is stolen from them, names, phone numbers, and then driver's license information for drivers. 57 million drivers and customers had their info stolen. 
And this doesn't come out till the year of our Lord, 2017, when it is revealed that Uber paid $100,000 for the hackers to delete this data. And B, it came out because Uber programmers were storing security credentials on GitHub. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Was that a oh my God. decent summary oh. of the situation that we are dealing with here? Uh-huh. $100,000 I mean, seems uh, like such a small dollars. amount. It really does. I'm and crying. to store your security and also to secure your to, to store your security credentials on GitHub what like how basic can it? you be? Like, yeah. like genuinely how basic can you be? Like that's like such amateur hour, like genuinely. <laughs> like people like putting their GitHub stuff in 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 a public repo and having their public keys there. It used to happen a number of years ago and people would be dumb and would get caught. But like honestly, you work at you work at Uber. What are you do- like? You're supposed to be a really good engineer. What the what the heck? You work at Uber, the name of which means basically best, but right. it's actually the worst. <laughs> so, what, Simone? I think like when I said this week we've got to talk about Uber on the show, I just assumed we'd be talking about the same Uber disaster story, and I don't think we are. Oh no! What were talking- you thinking about? I'm talking about the the huge thing that came out in court this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, they, 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 they destroyed oh no, evidence. That they've been destroying evidence and an entire like division of Uber exists to steal other companies' code bases intelligence. And then a federal judge said she had no faith that the Uber lawyers would tell We're her being the honest. truth. Mm-hmm. And oh, then, yeah. And I, then, thought you, I thought that's then, what we were talking about, too, right. too Brie. I thought, and yeah. And on top of that, like, she's, like, deliberately putting brakes on the trial so the people suing Uber can get justice because the allegations are so huge. So yep. you're dead on, Simone. That is a horrible story. And this There's is another just really terrible right. one. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I see. I thought we were talking about Breeze 1, too. That's why I mentioned the Corey Lewandowski thing. I knew about the other data breach, but no, I thought we were talking about the Waymo case. And <laughs> right. yeah, no, you're right. Oh, my this, God. This, you guys, this is how bad this company is, that we literally got confused in the same week there were two scandals one all of your if if you've ever used uber which i certainly have i've spent probably thirty thousand dollars with them um over the last five years absolutely um you know um uh, at least um uh, your your email is at least uh and probably phone number has has probably been revealed because of their because of their poor security practices but to Bree's point there's this ongoing um, huge uh, trade secret lawsuit with the Waymo, which is a division of, of Alphabet, which is Google, over self-driving car tech. And, and Anthony Lewandowski, who was a Google employee, who left Google and then started his own startup, Auto, and then Uber acquired it for a, a, a lot of money and then claimed, actually, that the LiDAR, which is the, 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 the system central to the self-driving car mechanism, was intellectual property stolen from Google. And Google had all kinds of really good intel on on how um, uh, Lewandowski's computer was used and some other things. And, and, and Uber claimed, oh, nothing happened. But then Lewandowski wouldn't turn over, I think I'm remembering all this correctly, he wouldn't turn over certain documents. And so Uber fired him and he no longer works for Uber. Uh, but he does have his own like cult-like church thing. Um, he does have his own religion in the making. I wish I was joking. <laughs> oh I'm not. I'm going to find a, I'm, I'm find a oh link and actually God. get it for you, Simone. Because oh. that's nuts. And it's it's 
it's cray. Like it's the most cray thing you've ever seen. It's like a, he and Andrew Keegan. Do you guys remember Andrew Keegan's? Um, he he was a, a, a teen heartthrob in in, in the nineties. I never thought he was oh, cute, yeah, but a lot yeah. of other people I did. Hear her talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so so he also has a cult in Los Angeles, oh a cult religion. Oh um, also, uh, Chloe from uh, from Smallville is involved in in a cult that uh, that attacks people. But that's just our cult news for the week. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, but anyway, in <laughs> this case, um, yeah. But but in this case, the, the lawsuit. Like the, the judge is basically saying we can't trust Uber to hand over the information correctly. And someone came forward and said that there was um, uh, employees were using um, signal and other private communications oh, to destroy evidence and send information over to hide and destroy evidence. So the, the big uh, uh, lawsuit over this IP stuff, which was supposed to start next week, um, looks like it'll now be delayed. Um, it's bad. It's bad, yeah. bad, bad. Um, when and it comes Uber to, just had the biggest loss in uh, their company's history. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Like they posted a huge loss. And oh, yeah. know, on, on top of that, like when you take an Uber, you're only paying for like 41% of the ride. Right. Like venture capitalists pay for the, the rest Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. So it's like, I know they want to say Uber is a unicorn, like in venture capital parlance. I, I don't like it's a dark unicorn. This it is a dark unicorn. I think you're right. Everything. I mean, it, it, like, it's interesting because like, it's interesting because oh. because it's interesting because before the Susan Fowler stuff, even after the Susan Fowler stuff, I still felt like Uber was too big to fail. Yeah. They'd raised too much money. Yeah. They were too far ahead internationally than Lyft. I still believe they are too far internationally than Lyft. I feel like Lyft, you know, might might it, it has continued to take market share in the U.S. and that's partially because the the product is basically the same. The drivers work in both platforms. But when it comes to international stuff in China, you have a Didi Kuei, which is now Didi Shuxing, um, and and you and in some other you know areas you have some other you know um, driving startups. But but Uber is still the name, and and so for a long time, I honestly felt like Uber was too big to fail. But with all of this. Um, Waymo stuff, not to mention their mounting losses and the terrible PR that has continued even under the new CEO. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. Like at this point, I, I wouldn't either. bet. I wouldn't. I would. I look. I would still be surprised if they failed, just because they've raised so much money and SoftBank just invested another however many billion dollars in them or whatever. Um, but it no longer seems as assured as it did even six months ago. It's going to be very sad if they continue to exist just because so many investors <laughs> have dug their graves yeah. too deep with this company, oh, which yeah. is so incompetent. I, I'm skimming the uh, the Wired piece now about this lawsuit, and I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, it's cray-cray. Uh, so, I mean, this is my question for you, Christina. What is the point where people start going to jail at Uber? Because I have to tell you, like, something I think about a lot is, like, uh, tech regulation, right? So you've got someone here, like, lawyers that aren't being forthcoming with a federal judge. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, judges have power of hand. They can throw you in jail for 60 days, I do believe. Um, You know, that's something that seems like it should be on the table. Uh, Hacking other businesses to steal their code base. That's absolutely mm-hmm. a crime. Absolutely. Like, what's the point that people go to jail about that? Like, you yeah. know, then you've got uh, investor fraud. You know, I don't think there's a, an argument that, you know, Uber has been forthright with the people <laughs> that have been investing, you know, in it. And clearly there are going to be massive civil suits that are going to come from this that like, even if, 
Uber was doing great financially. Like this is going to be a substantial cost. I mean, what is the point where we finally start to see careers ruined for this? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And and you know, Travis Kalanick, you could argue, you know, was was pushed out, but who knows? I mean, you're right. Somebody I mean, needs he's to go still to jail, on the board, right? Yeah. He yeah, he I mean, you know, yes, but 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 they're trying to limit his power and and but but yeah, you're right. I mean, he he's still on the board. I mean, there there's another story which which we're about to get into um that to me kind of raises the question which is why are certain people allowed quiet exits yep. and mm. and and why are they given permission to, to to leave companies in ways that look advantageous to them and, and and start new careers and 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 not just fired summarily for their behavior and that that that's not just about sexual harassment that's about anything you know that's about you know just unethical behavior and and I don't know I think I mean you're right but here here here's what makes me so cynical and I, I hate to be the cynical even if people go to jail that doesn't mean that with enough money enough influence they can't come back and I'll give you an mm. example um, Michael Milken, uh, who now runs the Milken Institute, where lots and lots of business leaders like to speak and are super excited to go speak at the Milken Institute, be part of that. He was responsible and largely behind the stock market collapse of 1987 and the junk bond scandal. He, oh, he really? worked. Uh, yes, uh, he he was a. I mean, he and 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 Ivan Bosky and some other people were responsible in literally billions and billions and billions of dollars of loss of value of stock. And and there's a great book, Den of Thieves, by by James B. Stewart, who at the time worked for the Wall Street Journal and wrote a number of reports about Milken and the junk bond stuff. And 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 in a lot of ways, it kind of reminds me of what's happening with Bitcoin. Um, where he said, you know, this stuff doesn't look right and kind of called into question things that were happening at um, various um, law firm or various uh, hedge funds and and, and, um, investment banks. And um, it it was um, a a huge scandal. The film Wall Street was was loosely based on on the case. Um, uh, James B. Stewart worked at the Wall Street Journal. What was interesting about his book is that he was working for the news side of the journal, which has always been, been very credible. Um, the editorial side of the journal hated him mm. and, and tried to kind of get his stories stopped. The book is it, it, it won um, some some tremendous um, uh, awards. Um, it, it's, it's a very important um, book. Um, but 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 you know but but uh, Michael Milken, who was a crook and, and 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 was responsible for billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in debt and one of the worst stock market crashes of all time, um, ba- based on his illegal trading and insider trading um, activities, he served a little bit of time in jail. He came out. He had cancer. He kind of paid his penance. And now he runs an institute in California where high-profile Silicon Valley leaders speak. And everybody talks about speaking, being at the Milken Institute. And he's completely reformed. And it's terrible because this guy was a crook, pure and simple. And yeah. he's still revered and is still rich. So the cynic in me, and I hate to be this way, says I, even if these people go to jail, our society has proven that they will come out of it redeemed because, you know, Mediocre white men rise to the top. I, mm. I think, and I agree with you. That is something that happens. I think, like, I think someone's like career outcome after you know charges have been met in court and you know, they've served their sentence. That is exogenous to my concern here. You know, look at the sure. the Volkswagen uh, emission cheating scandal. Right, you had the engineers, or at least the product manager behind that, that did end up going to jail. That sent a very, very clear message to engineers in the industry: like if you do things that are unethical, like you could be criminally liable. What is important to me here for the you know health of the entire uh, technology industry? 
I don't want a precedent set where you can have a company that is going out and stealing people's code bases mm-hmm. maliciously. Right. And there not to be very serious consequences for that. So, you know, if somebody on that team goes out and founds a, a business cult after they've served their sentence, that's that's beyond the scope of what I care about here. I care about justice being served and precedent being set that says this uh, behavior is bad for everyone. It's yeah, bad for business. It's bad for the economy. It's bad for the people that work at that company. It's bad for public trust. I I I want I want some justice. No, I agree with you. I, I, I'm just simply saying that I think even once justice is served, unfortunately, these people continue in many ways. Yep. It, or, it, yep. Historically, have proven. I mean, you know, don't know what would happen in, in these cases, but they can continue to be successful and can have, you know, successful careers. But I, I'm yep. with you. I mean, and I do yep. wonder what it will take for for you know criminal charges to be brought. Um, but but we know, sadly, in in the United States justice system, that we care less about um, this type of crime than we do other types of crimes. Well, you know what also is really important is that I clicked a link in the Wired article about Uber's plan to launch flying cars by 2020. <laughs> Do you guys think they'll still pull that one off? No. No. But they were never going to. Nope. No. Nope. I don't know. Flying cars, you guys. 2020. I mean, look, that, that would certainly distract a lot of people. If Tesla said they could do that, I would be very skeptical. Oh, yeah. If Uber is saying they're going to do that, no chance in hell. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, it is is really kind of dazzling how far one company can go in in messing up and in being full of people who are willing to bend the law in these ways and do unethical things. And I think it really, I mean, it, it points back to the, bad culture that's been at that company since the very beginning. And I would love to see some consequences be served for the sake of, I mean, justice being served and also for the sake of sending a message that obviously this isn't okay. You you can't get away with things just because you're a miracle unicorn company, or at least you were a miracle <laughs> unicorn, unicorn company unicorn. before. You, I love right, the dark, term dark unicorn. I like that. I like that. I like that dark unicorn. That uh, should become a thing. Yeah, it's going to become a thing in the fact that it is going to be the type title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by App Optics. Application monitoring shouldn't break the bank. App Optics is a next-gen application performance management system built specifically to help developers and DevOps teams trace distributed transactions through the complex environment that they live in. App Optics includes broad APM language support with auto instrumentation, simple and easy to use infrastructure monitoring, which is all built in, and it's supported by a large open community. Their plans start at just $7.50 a month, and you can learn more at appoptics.com slash rocket. That's $7.50 a month, and appoptics, A-P-P-O-P-T-I-C-S dot com slash rocket. Thank you so much, App Optics, for sponsoring this episode of Rocket and Relay FM. That is that is exciting that they have an open source like community working with I them agree. on that. So many of those implementations are creepy and weird and unethical <laughs> yep. in I love all kinds of ways. Yeah. No, that that gives me a lot of confidence. Cause you know, that is a vital part of development and having a company out there that's doing it right, that's that's excellent. I love it. I agree. Cool. Well, on to the next horrible scandal on our show of, <laughs> We're of have scandals. Some happy news at the we end. Are. We I are. Just We're going to end with some happy news. That. We, we yeah. promise. It, it, we won't pick the news, you guys. Well, yeah. 
Kind of. All right. So Andy Rubin has taken a uh, leave of absence from Essential after uh, an inquiry into a quote unquote inappropriate relationship back at Google when he worked there. Um, so I think we were, we were going to discuss not specifically those allegations against Andy Rubin, but more essential and the future of yeah. the company, uh, which has been passed on, not passed on, but... um. I mean, there's not a lot to that we know about it yet. And yeah, something we try say, to not do on Rocket is like just speculate, speculate. Endl- endlessly. Right. I mean, what we know is there are allegations at Google that are kind of the reason why he was kind of shown the door. And, uh, you know, in this environment of increased uh, consequences that, uh, you know, that's been why he's kind of stepped down is essential. So we don't really have enough facts to, to make a, a, a topic right. about that. Exactly. Uh, I do think it's interesting, you know, essential was marked down to three ninety nine for black mm-hmm. Friday, the phone with their BS three, three D camera. <laughs> so it's like, can, you know, the, the Beatles wouldn't have lasted if, you know, <laughs> Like, like, you know, Ringo had left in like the, the first album. I mean, can Essential go on without like one of their key members there? I don't think so. No. Um, I think that, I mean, Casey, Casey Newton at The Verge made a really good tweet where he said, you know, Andy Rubin is essential. And I think he's right. You know, they've raised $300 million. And I think that the reason they raised that much money was because of Andy Rubin. The only reason we've talked about it, even though we've, well, we've, but mostly me, have been critical about the product. <laughs> the only reason we've even talked about it, though, has been because he was involved. Mm-hmm. That's if it. he were just any we- developer... We, we never would never talk, have talked about a new no, phone that nobody cares no, about or buys. We, I mean, case in point, we don't talk about the OnePlus phones, even though they have more users and um, you know make good phones. We don't talk about the OnePlus phones. Um, we talked about the death of LeEco and 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 that kind of you know whole scandal, but we didn't talk about that company when it launched. We wouldn't be talking about Essential. We're talking about Essential because of Andy Rubin, and 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 I, I feel like the two are inextricably twined. So he's now taking a leave of absence. Who knows how long it'll be? You know, who knows if it'll come back or not? But I feel like, you know, Bree, you'd asked a really good question in our chat today. You'd said, you know, three ninety nine is a really good price for the phone, even if the camera's not that good. And and you're not wrong. That that's a good price for that level of phone. It's a really good price. Um, but. The question that I would have about before recommending anybody buy one would be, you know, knowing that the guy at the helm and, and, and the guy that's the face of the company is is down at least for a little while. I don't know how comfortable I would feel, regardless of three hundred million in funding, um, w- with buying something because I don't know how long it would be supported. Yeah, that's just me. I mean, mm-hmm. no, you're dead on. I mean, for this is a really good phone. It's made out of titanium. Yeah. It got. Yeah, not the best reviews on earth, but it's it's a solid phone. Like and getting that for four hundred dollars, that's yeah. awesome. Well, that's but, the thing. I think I think the most people who were critical of it, they didn't like certain features, but they're like, for this price, you know, you should get an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever. But when you're talking about four hundred dollars, it becomes a very mm-hmm. different conversation. I'm sure they're selling a huge loss though, oh, because yeah, it didn't absolutely. do they very have well. To. Of course so. they are. Titanium they have to. Yeah. phone. Yeah, and in this environment of uh, a hack a week, it literally does seem like just millions of people having their data exposed a week. I, no way would I go with a company that – for for a phone, no way would I go with a company that doesn't have that track record. 
I, I guess I'd say if it's running stock Android, I know that some things are going to have to be like fine tuned for the hardware, but I wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't like stock Android continue to be updated? I would imagine you could put that for, on there for a for, few for, for, years. Uh, for, for the Google services, yes. But yeah. for the future versions of Android, unless it's actually been issued by Google, then the carrier often won't release it. So even in the case of like, you know, Essential has been releasing newer updates, and and, and they've. I, I think that those phones are on Oreo, but I'm not sure. Um, if they aren't, they're 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 supposed to be very quickly, and they're supposed to get security updates very quickly. But Essential has to backport them, so it's not like buying a Google Pixel, where as soon as the new version is out, you get the update. Right. You know, Essential still has to do the work. Now, you could say, I don't know how hard this phone is to root. Um, which, which, you know, even though we just talked about how terrible that is in, in the, uh, the <laughs> Mac system. And I certainly don't recommend normal users rooting their Android phones at all, but, but I don't know how difficult it would be to root because if you did that, then you could load a custom ROM, which could, which would basically mean a secure version of Android. I don't know how difficult that process is for, for the nerdier people out there. If you'd like to play around, I would maybe check out XDA forums and see, you know, how up to date, um, uh, that process is. And that would, that would determine whether or not I would recommend it to a nerd, but for a regular person, Honestly, even though right now it's fairly up to date, I would be concerned because although the Google Play services can be updated, if there was some sort of security patch, I don't know enough about what their implementation is like to know if they would get it or not. I have a feeling that it would still have to ultimately be pushed by Essential. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, that looks good. But this raises questions about the long-term longevity of the company. Um, yeah. and, 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 and part of that is because, you know, they raised $300 million, which sounds like a lot, but when you're building a hardware product, it's really not. Um, and, and my, my, my question would be if, you know, Andy, even if he comes back, you know, will these allegations, regardless of, you know, their, what, what they turn out to have kind of been about, will that impact their ability to raise future funds? And I think that they will. And so that would make me, you know, conscientious about buying that sort of phone. I mean, you know, yeah, I think when you have someone like Andy Rubin, the, the the Venn diagram of or the, the the amount of people that care about him th- this is a very specific subset of people who are big <laughs> That's big true. nerds That's very true. and those people have probably heard this story because they're the kind of people who care about news about Andy Rubin the wider audience probably is maybe having the same reaction to this this phone of like well it's it's kind of it's new it's untested. I right. would rather I go with what I know. You're I buying agree. this phone because you care about what Andy Rubin brings to the legacy that he brings to this company. I would normally agree. The one thing I would say is different is that once the price gets to a certain point, mm. people stop caring as much. That's so once you get to $400 for the equivalent of an eight or $900 phone, people start to look at it differently. I mean, case in point, there's, there's a company called Blue. And they basically kind of resell phones and they, you know, had $50 Android phones on, on Amazon that sold very well. And it turned out that some of their phones had um, spyware installed that that was, that was bad. And they ended up having to kind of release empty to get rid of it. Um, but people were buying those phones. They'd never heard of Blue. And, and Blue was, in fact, buying phones from other manufacturers and then just kind of rebadging them and selling them in the U.S., um, and then they had this, you know, the spyware stuff installed on it and, and people kind of freaked out. And, and, and then after criticism, you know, Blue released updates, they got rid of it. Um, who knows how many people were able to install them? I'm not really sure what that whole process was. But people bought those phones not because they'd ever heard of the name, but because it was cheap enough. And That's so, a really good point. You're right. And, and, so, and, and so this is why I'm kind of cautioning people. Look, if, if you're somebody who is considering it and you're a nerd and you're willing to go to XDA and maybe – 
do your own ROMs and 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 do your own thing, this could be a really good buy, right? Like regardless of what happens with Essential, this could be um, a good thing to do. And in fact, if I were looking for an Android device, I might even be looking at it as much as I criticized it before, just because it's cheap enough. And if I could if I could put my own ROMs on it, it would be fine. If I could put a version of AOSP on it, it would be fine. I'm more concerned for people who would just look at it, you know, because they are selling them in certain carrier stores or, or looking at it online and going, oh, well, this looks really good compared to everything else I've seen. It's only 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not understanding yeah. that at this point, because of these, because of this situation, um, it's fair to question the longevity of the company. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think the the last thing I'd like to say is I this really brings questions up to me about what happened here. Because as you said, like, uh, you know, $300 million, that is a lot of money to have And some of it came from that, Google. Some of it came from Google. But even still, this isn't like magic money. Like you have no. people mm, that are part money. of VC funds that, you know, like they contribute to this. So it really makes me question, like what happened that was serious enough that he would go on leave if this right. is allegedly something happening like in another company. We don't really speculate about stuff like this on Rocket, but it just, to me, something just feels off here. I I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. No, I'm with you. I mean, what, what's interesting to me is, is and it was, it was Google Ventures, not Google who invested the money. Right. But that does kind of, again, kind of raise questions because you would think that if, if there isn't that much money, there'd be due diligence and there'd be, yeah. um, you know, people looking into, into you know, executives' past and other stuff. And, and maybe it wasn't available. Maybe, I mean, who knows? Like I said, like like you said, I don't want to speculate either. We don't know enough about the situation. Um, but it definitely does raise questions, which is what had to happen that he would immediately take a leave of absence. Um, and and regardless of the rationale, even if even if it weren't for an impropriety reasons, um someone who's as essential, sorry to, to do that, too, too essential as Andy Rubin, oh. you know, I'm sorry, but, but, Way to uh, go, Christina. but I know, good. I know, yeah. but, but someone that important to the company would kind of raise eyebrows regardless about what it means for the customers and, and what it means going forward. Even if it, it, this unpleasant, you know, circumstances weren't involved, it would still be something that I think people would be mulling over. Um, so. Yeah. All right. Well, what are we up to this week? Christina, what are you up to? Uh, I'm still dissecting the Taylor Swift album is what I'm doing. Oh, I almost want how to put this off again till next week because we will. again, Let's it is it. 10 we'll p.m. and I have to write a book. No, yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll do it. Okay, so, so next week, guys, I want to hear your questions like from the show. Like what you, if, if you want to hear me talk about, in depth about the album, in my opinions, uh, I, I will be happy. I want to the them, dirt. But, uh, I want the dirt from Christina. I've been reading think pieces all week. I love it. So, so what I'm up to this week, I'm trying to finish some, some writing things that I'm doing personally, and I've got some stuff happening at work, and uh, uh, that's about it. Um, it's uh, it's December. I cannot believe it. It's oh like God. almost December. It's crazy. It is. I have to it buy is. Christmas decorations. I have to. Finish oh yeah, no, same, same. Christmas decorations. Um, I'm so. Also, I just want to. I just want to thank uh, thank all of you guys for, for listening to my mom last week on episode 150. Oh, if you didn't yeah. hear the episode, she was great. She was great. 
she was awesome and and I, I I'm so glad you you guys were so sweet to her and and um and anyway if you haven't listened to last week's episode give it a listen because my mom was on it was episode 150 I and was, I love my mom so much I was so worried when we were planning this because it's one of those things that could have gone oh, really totally. badly oh, or totally. it could have been fun and it was totally fun it was mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah no I I'm very fortunate that I have an awesome mom and she loves both of you by the way she oh, thinks you're both yay. amazing so. And she's serious. Like, if you guys want to come to Atlanta sometime, and, and and you guys in the audience, if we want to do like a rocket like meetup sometime, like Rocket Con in Atlanta, that would be amazing. We should do it. We should and, do and it. We should do it. My 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 mom will will, will totally be there, <laughs> and 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 you, you can hang with my mom, who's the best. That's nice. awesome. That's awesome. Brianna, what are you up to this week? So we are looking at buying a house or moving to a house, one or the other. Nice. Uh, we found a really nice place in uh, West. Uh, West Roxbury. Uh, it only adds 10 minutes on to my husband's commute, which is nice. really nice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to find a place in the city that uh, it's like its own house. There's this trend in Boston of just getting most houses and splitting them in two and cutting the price in half. Uh, I just don't want to live like that. Like I want my <laughs> own house. So uh, yeah, we found a really, really nice place and uh, we're looking at uh, signing the paperwork and uh, I wanted to look at it a few more times but there is a possibility we might actually buy this house so that is we'll so see. cool new see. car yeah. new house i yeah. love it yeah new oh, car God. new house new brie y'all this yeah. last week on disruption i just uh georgia was out so it was just like me getting in the car with steve and just scaring the <laughs> out of film for 50 (laughs) minutes as I'm like flooring I'm like feel this going zero to 60 in four seconds no (laughs) no no. I love it so much I can't wait to listen it was so good Oh my god, that's terrifying! I'm never driving with you. Uh, what if, oh, I totally I am. In your car, Simone. Okay, you you're right. I do owe you one after me. that yes. ordeal. Oh god, okay. me taking okay. you in my 30 year old car on Seattle. I love highways. that car. Don't talk ill of that car. I was going to say that, that car, car is magic. Yeah. Yeah. It is a magic car. Still, still chugging out there somewhere. I am spending today, tonight, and tomorrow finishing NaNoWriMo. Yay. I am. 6,000 so words behind. I'm at like 43K. I can yeah, do it's It's there. in the point. It's, a few days ago, I was in the realm where I was like, I don't know if I can finish. I'm so far behind. And then now I'm at the point where it's like, I am so close to being caught up. If I don't finish, I'm going to die. Um, So I, I started doing something stupid, which I maybe if I had started doing this in the middle of the month, I wouldn't be 10,000 words behind. Last night I was doing sleep sprints. So I would sleep for two hours or sleep for a REM cycle and then get up and write for an hour and then sleep for a REM cycle and then write for an hour. I am out of my mind right now, um, but I'm so close. I was going to say, is that that what that's called? Sleep sprints? I used to do that in college, but I I like that because I used to do that exact same thing in college and I didn't know what it was called. (laughs) A bad idea. Is yes, what it's called. Well, and what would happen with me in college is I would I would I would take notes with my um uh, uh legally prescribed and I this is an important thing to note legally prescribed amphetamine and then they would merge and then I would <laughs> oh, be on God. it would be like I was on speed and it was very bad. I, love I can't it. imagine I love you it. on speed. That sounds terrifying. That oh, sounds yeah. Imagine awesome. me as yeah. fast as I talk. Yeah, ten times faster. Oh my God. Oh my God. That I have sounds video good. of it. I have a video of it somewhere. It's really bad. That's oh terrifying. It is. Uh, well, so, Simone, yes. you also have to mention you have the final episode of SEO Play. Yeah, yes. I did that this Monday. Yeah, my show is officially finished. I'm very happy. 
I'm very relieved. So what's coming next? Tell. I think the next show should be Simone just going to random developers' houses and just making friends with them. And I agree. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> just hanging Simone out. makes friends. Hang out with Simone. Simone. show. Or, or just call it making it weird. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you can borrow, you, yeah, you can borrow that from us. That puts us. a lot that's of fair. pressure on me to make things but consistently you always, weird. Oh, that's uh, no Simone. pressure for you. No. Simone, that's just no. who you are, baby. Yeah. We love you so much, but that's just yeah. who you are. yeah. <laughs> We love you, but that's just who you are. Oh, I also, real quick before, uh, I didn't have a chance to do this last week, but I met um, a a Rocket listener at uh, Microsoft Connect when I was there when I was gone two weeks ago, Jeff, and I want to give him a shout out. Thank you for listening, Jeff. That's a good idea. It was a complete rando happenstance uh, meetup, and and, uh, he's been connected to all three of us in various ways. Over time, I think he knows people in Boston, and and, and Simone, I think he knows some people who've known you. Anyway, just a small world after all. He happened to mention Rocket as one of his favorite podcasts when talking to someone that I was not at, and then I, I, got, I got a chance to meet him. And thank oh, you for listening to our that's show so cool. that's and, so sweet. Um, and, and, and being a fan. So thanks, Jeff. Wait, Simone, I've got it. Okay, how about this? How about you make friends with the Vox security people in Ooh, your building, and then you help friends. them go solve random crimes, crimes uh-huh. around the Vox solve office. Crimes. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, like who leaves maybe. dishes in the sink on the 14th exactly. floor? Exactly. Exactly. Who's little Christina Surface book? Yes. Drives yes. me out of my mind. I would no. watch that show religiously. I would too. My, uh, my cousin Matt was on uh, a uh, bounty hunter show <laughs> and uh, I wish I was joking. It was actually lampooned on John Oliver and there was like clips from it. And then uh, he broke his uh, leg or something happened while he was shooting the show and they fired him. It's really funny. It was like Joe Jack's something or another. It's a real show. Um, it, it's redneck-tastic. Um, Love but it. Simone, you should do something like that, but around office crimes and yes. not being a redneck. And yes. I would be so into that. I love to solve office crimes. I love to protect the safety of my coworkers. I also love to write books at 10 p.m. at night. Where yes, can we sorry, find you online, sorry. Brianna? <laughs> Sorry, I just I, my mind was so blown. With I know. All the I love the. I'm gonna. I'll pitch it. I would love. I've <laughs> yeah, always wanted sure. to be a detective. Okay, sure. Like, sounds good. I will let you go write your book by telling you to go see me at Space Cat Gal on Twitter or donating to my political campaign, which you can do at BriannaWu.com. And hey, fun fact: the maximum legal donation you can give me is fifty four hundred dollars. <gasps> That's excellent. <laughs> about as many words as I need to write tomorrow. Uh, 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 Brie, are those tax deductible or not? I don't oh, know how God, that works. No, no. Okay. No. Okay, I didn't know. No, no. I was just asking. That'd be Sorry, awesome if they were. I wish that they were. Yeah. If they were, then I, I would. No, that's <laughs> would how the Koch right brothers funnel all their dark money, which is through oh. a charitable trust. But anyway, Got that's it. all another okay. discussion. Oh, another topic. Yep. <laughs> Christina, where can we find you online? Uh, you, you can find me at Film Girl and, and um, uh, on uh, Film underscore Girl on, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, etc. Um, also, I think that your name, Simone, should be Encyclopedia Simone. You know, like Encyclopedia Oh, that's Brown. good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, should be the name, that should be the name of the defective yes. show. It's Encyclopedia Simone. gun that you carry as your sidearm. Sorry, what you're you describing is actually yeah. Encyclopedia Simone is just a show where I play HQ. Um, yes, that and too. solve crimes I think at the same sh- time. It's a crazy how I, I okay. Oh my divide god, my time. Multitask, you actually just des- Simone. You actually you don't know what, but you just described the best show. Yeah, and you need. To, I'm not even joking. Like I'm actually not. You need please, to pitch that exact please, thing. Please. <laughs> Because imagine, imagine it's Andy be Dwyer. So tri- imagine 
being able to solve crimes only during this window of HQ's live trivia show. <laughs> yes, it's 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes, which would be perfect. For um, solving crimes. No, I... Uh, yeah, you know, you need to do I'm that. I'm going to go write your editor right now on Twitter. No, I agree. No, no. The they, it, yeah. And the thing is, is that you could get like, maybe you could get Chris Pratt. No, he's probably too famous, but but it would be great if you could have like Burt Macklin, FBI, along with you. Like, you know what I mean? But that sort of thing. That would be great. I just got a notification from my phone. This is the time to go to bed, which I won't be doing okay, tonight because okay, I'm going to okay, be okay. up until five in the morning. Um, you can find me online at on Twitter at doomquasar and at youtube.com slash polygon where my new show uh, which is unfortunately at the moment not Encyclopedia Simone will be debuting not next week but the week after that and I can't tell you anything about it so suck on that jerks (laughs) 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 this episode of Rocket is reviewable on Apple Podcasts (laughs) and should be reviewed by you with many stars of your of your preference, your preference of stars, it's all up to you. You get to decide five. the number Give of stars five. that you maybe review listen. last week's episode instead. Of no, this no, week, but no, though, no, 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 no. Review this week's episode. <laughs> leave the comment, suck it, and give us five stars. Yes. Yeah. suck it and, and say, five yeah. stars. That's what we want. Simone. That's five fair. Stars. Encyclopedia Simone, yes, five stars. You're not actually reviewing the episode. You're reviewing the pitch, Christina's pitch for a show for me, which is Encyclopedia Simone. That's what you're reviewing. So give that the appropriate amount of stars that you feel it deserves. Give it five stars and just write Encyclopedia Simone like to show your support so that Simone can take it to her editor. Yeah, yeah. And, and get approval. I'll print it out. I'll print it out old old school style. Pages you and should. pages of 9 by 11. Um, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.